You are listening to the World of Games Podcast. to it i'm just going to jump through some whatever stands out i'm not going to read articles or anything like that uh i got a pretty pretty heavy schedule today i have to attend early this morning but i do uh i did want i did notice a couple things though that um currently uh in regards to the whole border crisis there is i I heard there were sixteen thousand children migrant children in federal custody I mean, that's crazy, right? <laughs> that's insane. I wanted to put that one out there. You know, and I didn't want to make light of it or anything like that. That's not what I was trying to do. It, it's just it's just bizarre. The handling, I guess, kind of is the... I don't know. It, it's just really not funny. I shouldn't have said that. And I guess things have calmed down in Miami. I guess all the action was happening over last weekend. I did see one quick little story on that scene down there that they caught a guy or a couple of guys that actually had unfortunately decided to drug, rape, and murder uh, a young woman. I guess she was from Pennsylvania, so they got him in custody. But that's just horrible. So that, that that's that's just horrible right there. I think it's all over now. I heard that spring break is technically three weeks, but... Should be over. I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> so anyhow, I was checking out some videos on online on YouTube, and I watched this guy. His, his name is German in Venice, and he's got a YouTube channel where he pretty much highlights Venice. I guess he's a worker out there. I guess he does henna, tan- henna tattoos and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm not too sure yet. Pretty cool channel, so shout out to him. But what he does is he's, he highlights the area in L.A. and everywhere. Sometimes he'll go up and down Rodeo Drive or something. And he just kind of you know, scours around L.A. And one video he did, uh, he went to Echo Park, and he was kind of showing exactly how much of a homeless encampment there was there. And uh, so what he ended up doing was, I guess, going to this protest that they had. The police were, I guess, Garcetti, the mayor. He decided he wanted to go ahead and clean up the encampment finally over at Echo Park and so a lot of the activists weren't too happy about it and everything like that and so I guess they were out there during the day and they're just you know making trying to tell the community the surrounding neighborhood that hey you know support us keep us here at the park and you know doing that kind of stuff but when the sun came down that's when a little bit of the trouble came out and so I was watching some of it this morning and uh, I guess uh the cops came and they clashed with the protesters. I'm just going to jump real quick. Let's see. It says authorities on Wednesday night moved to close down a homeless encampment at Echo Park that has become a highly charged test of city leaders' struggle to balance constituents' demands for clean streets and public spaces with the ever-growing tragedy of people who have no homes. You know, I listened to John and Ken on KFI. Have you ever heard of them? 
And they talk about some of the craziness also, especially in Venice, about <laughs> literally the, the, the homeless have taken over the streets and the sidewalks and the, the people are just outraged. I don't blame them, you know. And just, let's see, scores of police moved into the area. They were met more with two, more than 200 protesters who opposed the sweep. Uh, they told, the cops told them that they had to leave, and by early morning, the crowd had dwindled and the protest had mostly wound down. Just before 10 p.m., park rangers flanked the LAPD officers, began taping notices of closure onto streets and light poles. So they pretty much let them know what was going on. Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a, also a crackdown in San Jose. Um, they have a pretty huge encampments that have been popping up since the whole COVID-19 pandemic, right? I, I don't think it was the jungle. I think they tore that down. If you know what the jungle is, the jungle is, uh, su- was supposedly the largest homeless encampment in America. And San Jose was, pro- I guess, proud of it. I don't know. Because they sure didn't do nothing with it. For the longest time. And I think they tore it all down. But I think this is another one. And they're now uh, having an issue. Cleaning up this whole homeless park. That's that's there in San Jose. So I think there's a new trend coming. Because I think what's happening now. Is things are beginning to open up. And stuff like that. And I think city leaders are saying. Okay we need businesses are opening up. We need to get some more money back into. You know get revenue going. We need tourists to come. And so I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the the aftermath of the pandemic, right? So it says that city, contract, city contractors protected by LAPD officers unloaded fence from flatbed trucks. Floodlights helped guide their work as they pounded the panels of fence into the ground. Once it was up, the workers unfurled green fabric and hung it along the fence. <laughs> Talk about L.A. Times. <laughs> Melodramatic. Uh, what else they're saying? Yeah, I guess the police chief Michael Moore said the homeless residents uh, can stay inside the park for overnight, but they must leave within 24 hours. Some protesters saw the statement as a victory. We won the night. One organizer shouted, <laughs> "You know, you had all this time to. If you guys were activists for the homeless, you should have found a more of a creative way. Because I mean, you had to have seen this coming. You just can't. I mean." They're doing it here in my neighborhood. You know, they're they're pitching tents around the library and everything like that. At least, you know, around the county library. And it's Alameda County, so they're they don't really give a damn. You know, they they can trash this whole county. They don't care as long as they got some money in their pocket, you know what I'm saying? They haven't opened up the, the shelters or anything, and that's part of the problem. They need to open up these shelters, you know. I live here and I consider tonight a victory, added one resident of the camp. And <laughs> There's a picture of a gentleman with his tent, and he's sitting in his tent, and the tent is located in the middle of the street. And he's surrounded by police officers. I guess he just purposely put it there as some form of protest to block the street. Nice. Uh, Let's see. Just before 10.30, police gave a dispersal order to the crowd through a loudspeaker from a white truck officially declaring an unlawful assembly. There were some clashes with police seen shoving some protesters, some bottles and other objects thrown. Police tried to push protesters back from the park, but they refused to move. At one point, a line officer in riot gear moved slowly along Glendale Boulevard at the edge of the lake, telling protesters to clear the area. A mix of homeless people and activists who had taken up the cause 
refused to budge and chanted back, Who's Park? Far Park. <laughs> well, it, technically, it's the city's park. You know, uh, I think a lot of the residents that live in the city and the county uh, pay for that park. Um, they pay the taxes, and the homeless get free bologna sandwiches every day. So I think the citizens that pay the taxes have more of a right and more of a say than the homeless do. But then again, you have to blame the the, the elected officials. They got to open shit up. Uh, and then the crowd began chanting, "Why are you in riot gear? I don't see no riot here." Okay. Well, the moral of the story is, you know, nothing in life is free. <laughs> so you had that place for a whole what year? And well, it's time to go. Life isn't free. All right, guys, that's all I got for this morning. Um, I'm, I gotta make it real short, but what I am going to do in this next segment is I'm going to add some kind of dated pilot segments that I had, was testing out when I was doing some um, work on this new software. I was trying to figure it all out. So I'm going to just add those uh, for the rest of this this episode of today's podcast. And, you know, it's a little dated. It's like a couple of weeks old. I think there's one about Cuomo in there. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing isn't funny, but you know what I mean. Anyhow, uh, hey, guys, when you get a chance, check out my YouTube and Rumble channel, World of Dan, capital W-O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, all one word, no spaces in between. Go over there, check it out. Please say hello. Uh, leave a comment, like, share, and all that good stuff. Um, I'm always putting something out every now and then. Uh, still readjusting to my new place. Oh, that's a whole other issue. I got a new thing to talk about, but that's coming later. So anyhow, go ahead, check that out. And um, again, I'll check in with you guys tomorrow. So stay tuned for some dated stuff. Peace out, guys. Dan, Daniel. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in this big, beautiful blue marble we call planet Earth. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Long time. No here, right? I mean, it's been quite a while since I did a podcast, and I'll get into all those details later on about what's been going on and everything like that, and big changes, just big changes all around. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, unfortunately, this time around, I'm not going to have my morning paper with my cup of coffee like I always do. I, I love the morning paper being delivered to me. I'm old school. I love it that way, but... Uh, Unfortunately, where I live now, the paper doesn't get to get to me the way I like it to. So I'm just going to pull up whatever articles uh, are fresh this morning and uh, just get right to it and, and just see what's going on in this bizarre world we live in. Um, I think we're at this point. Let's just start off with Biden. I mean, what the hell? This guy's gone 55 days and counting. Um. Somebody's got him on a leash, big time. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Biden is under somebody's thumb. Uh, there was one article, though, I wanted to uh, share with you. And it's, it, well, I think everybody knows where I'm going to go with this when I mention the word Andy Cuomo, <laughs> right? I mean, who hasn't heard about this guy already? And his defiance to uh, step aside while he's being investigated. And I do have my um, my views on that. Probably not favorable to many. I'm just going to read this article. It came out 
uh, from the New York Post, and I'm pick, I'm pulling it up from Fox News. Uh, I'll just run through it real quick. This one, this is uh, one of the accusers for Cuomo, uh, Karen Hinton, says she was a says he was aroused when he hugged her. Okay, uh, right off the top, um, that's not impressive to me. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I don't really care if he was or wasn't. Um, that's just how it is, you know. I guess if you like somebody, you're attracted to somebody, that's what's going to happen. But for some reason, this is uh, story-worthy. So if, in case you want to know, here it is real quick, and I'll just read it for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was physically aroused when he allegedly hugged a press head, press aide, excuse me, more than two two decades ago, the woman said Monday. Uh, Karen Hinton, who first went public against Cuomo on March 6th, detailed the alleged incident during an interview with WNYC Radio, quoting, He approached me, embarrassed, embraced too tightly, too long, and was aroused, Hinton said. I felt extremely uncomfortable and actually shocked. Nothing had ever happened that way between the two of us, she said. Uh, Hinton, who's married to lobbyist and former Cuomo administration official Howard Glazier, has said Cuomo twice hugged her inside a Los Angeles hotel room in December of 2000. At the time, Cuomo was then President Bill Clinton's housing secretary, and Hinton was working as a consultant after having been employed by the Department of Housing and Urban Development from 95 to 99, she said Monday. And there's a, you scroll down, and there's a nice little New York Post picture they tweeted of her and him side by side. A little split screen, very nice, very lovely. Continuing, in the wake of Hinton's initial accusations, Cuomo responded with a vehement denial, insisting what she said is not true. Cuomo also pointed to the fact that she was formerly the press secretary for Mayor Bill de Blasio, a political rival. And if you haven't been re- hearing what he's been saying lately, he's been trashing the hell out. And I guess in New York, it's kind of the same consensus with the rest of the politicians out there. They just hate him. I guess he's an asshole. So, uh, Anyhow, quote, As everybody who has been involved on any level in New York politics knows, she has been a longtime political adversary of mine, highly critical for many years, many years, and has made many, many accusations, Cuomo said during a conference call with reporters on March 7th. Hinton then fired back with a statement saying, Truth is the longtime adversary that Cuomo fears the most. Hinton is among seven women whose allegations of groping sexual harassment and other inappropriate behavior are under investigation by outside lawyers hired by Attorney General Leticia James. Okay, so there you go. I mean, if that's even story-worthy, I don't think so. I mean, okay, he was aroused by her. Okay, whatever. Uh, Let's put that aside for a second, and let's just talk about the guy himself. Now, this is not going to be a popular sentiment by many of you, but... My feeling on the subject is, he is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. That's how it works. That's how it's always worked in America. Since I've been around, and I'm, I'm in my 50s now, so it's been around. <laughs> you know, you, you just can't deny that. But in today's society, there, there seems to be this push by media, I guess you can say, and others 
that are influencing people's perception of the situation. We don't know. We weren't, we weren't there. I was there. You weren't there. Um, he was there, and these women were there. Now, am I saying what they're accusing him of is, you know, not true or anything? I don't know. We don't know. And he has to have his day in court. So my view on the matter is if he doesn't have to quit just because a bunch of politicians and, and the public want him to quit, he doesn't have to quit. He has his day in court. He's like anybody else. Now, do I personally think he may? Well, listen, that's a lot of women coming out of the woodwork. You know, I, I always question these kind of stories. Um, I mean, it's not like, a you know, Al Franken type of situation where, you know, you get caught with a picture, you know, with your, your hands over a woman's breast. You know, it's nothing like that. These are just women coming out of the woodwork. And, and it seems like every day there's another one coming out. And we've seen this pattern happen before where, you know, during that whole Me Too movement situation where everybody was, you know, accusing of everybody of everything uh, in the most questionable situations. Right. Uh, this one, it's kind of going in that direction, but he has to have his day in court. He's not found guilty. I don't think the media should sit there and, and tell him to resign. I don't think the politicians do. I mean, yeah, he's a creepy guy and everything. But I mean, if you want him to leave office based on his incompetency to govern, I don't think this sexual harassment story is the big issue. I think we need to start addressing the issue with the nursing home death said he's responsible. I mean, there was earlier reports it was at 11,000, and then they said 50% of that wasn't even reported, right? So, you know, you do the math, that, that, that could be, what, 22,000? I mean, who knows the number? I mean, one, just one is bad enough, okay? Multiply that by 22,000. So I think he's got bigger issues to deal with, and I think, they should really push on that. Not saying that sexual harassment and everything like that is, is, is any less of a situation. But if you really want to lock the guy up, if you really want to get him out of office, at least you got to look at the nursing home situation. That needs to be investigated. That needs to be put into the news highlight reel. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. And it needs to be talked about more. But he definitely does need a day in court. He needs to, you know, he has that right, whether you believe it or not. Yes, he he's an American, just like you and I. Well, maybe some of you are elsewhere. But again, here in America, he does have a right to prove his innocence. And we should give him that right. And telling him to leave office is just way too premature at this point. And let's look at that nursing home situation. So that's what I got on that. All right, guys, I'm done with Cuomo.